That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's so crazy to be like, oh my God, like wake up, do like work and, you know, all day on Zoom, which is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all... Mm-hmm. I know some of us know what that feels like. I know that a lot of you, our audience, our service industry, so you're out there on your feet. Like I'm, I'm, boy, oh boy, am I missing a good old fashioned hustle right now? Cause sitting on a Zoom room <laughs> for six to seven hours a day, you just don't get a break. Like the Zoom fatigue is very real. It's a very strange way that your brain is engaged and you just log off and you like need to go stare at the sea for like four mm-hmm. hours before you feel normal again. So doing that, but yeah. it, it's always great. Like it, it sucks because I jump out of that and then we jump onto Zoom to podcast. So I only dread right. the Zoom part. But then once we're talking, I'm like, oh, it's not work. This is fun. This is a good time. Well, like, l- luckily, we've been doing this on Zoom for <laughs> so long. I'm going to cry already that uh, it's, yeah, we're, we're a little bit more used to it. I think the biggest thing about like doing zoom or just work from home or just sitting generally, however you're doing it is you're breaking your brain and your hips at the same time. You know what I mean? Oh, your I know. Low, your, your low back is like kaput. It's bad. I, I just, I forgot that it, it's, you know, like, okay, we could complain about our restaurant feet all we want, but uh office f- butt and thigh pain is like so fucking real and legit. Where yeah, you're like, yeah. I'm in pain from sitting. That's the most American thing ever. And this is why when we were younger, we were like, we don't want jobs where we sit all day. We want to be fast paced and move, which is why we love the service industry. I'll tell (laughs) you, I know. opening wow it's like right I was just like I'm spookiest just opening ever sucks I'm sorry welcome to Sidework podcast guys uh I'm your host Andrea Wallace and I'm your other host Brooke Van Poplin and it is it's it's the first in our series of delivering two spooky episodes because it's shocktober you all shocktober Halloween spooky season Scorpio season it's the full blood moon is tonight. Aries, yeah, full moon in Aries. Are you just gonna mm-hmm. go? Oh, are you just gonna go free bleed in a field somewhere, Andrea? <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> At this point, I do. <laughs> um, no, but you. 
I, you know, I've been known to bury my blood for purposes for our 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 benefit. Yes, the both of us together. And look at us. Not afraid to admit it. Uh, it's better for the environment, less waste, if you will. Uh, but uh, yeah, I may. But you know, it's our favorite time of year. I think. I think. I love nothing more than Halloween and a Halloween theme and being able to put out Halloween server industry podcast episodes with you is such a treat. It's really great. It always wakes up a certain element who are a little bit like don't feel like wasting their breath on a regular old story, but are like, oh boy, <laughs> a haunted, intriguing story on it. So you know. haunting. I actually, I told Brian that if I die and I'm, if, if I'm a ghost, it'll, I'll be like, where's my phone? <laughs> Cause I lose things all the time. Uh, where are my keys? That's my, that's my impression of me as a ghost. Uh, Cause I can't find my stuff. I'll just Did be wandering like around going like my neck hurts. Um, be very crabby. <laughs> crotchety old ghost ow where's my ice pack and my heating pad and i'm jewish of which um can and only because brian and i were chatty about it and we love that you do it how many mattresses would you say you've purchased in the past five years brooke do you 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 like a bed you you're you're on a a hunt or a search if you will for the perfect mattress right so to be okay so to be fair within the last five years uh Yikes! I so it's a it's a lot. It's more mattresses. <laughs> well, but I'm thinking, how? Wow, really putting my feet to the fire right now, Andrea. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you were just like you were like if I was a ghost and my neck hurt, I think you would have died not having found the perfect mattress. No, and that's what prefaced it. <laughs> no, I okay, I get that and I appreciate it, but it's it's like more mattresses than I've ever wanted to shop for or own. Cause you know, like when I, when I owned a home with an Airbnb attached, I had fucking three beds and it is like so obnoxious to keep them all up. And then, you know, and then suddenly you're like, I deserve a queen bed or not a queen, a king bed. That was a big upgrade in my life. That was Uh a moment when you're like, I'm worth it. Yeah. But then I did, I cheaped out on the mattress. So I gave myself the space, but not the comfort. So then I sold that one to an ex. Then I got a new one that I've sort of been suffering through for the past few years. And then mm-hmm. I've upgraded to purple. So, uh, and I'm hoping that'll be it for like a decade. <laughs> I hope so. This is a real princess in the piece and there we got going so far. I mean, I wish the mattress is if I didn't have to lay down for six to eight hours at night, <laughs> I would be a really healthy, sprightly young lady, but uh, I get injured in my sleep. It's a hellscape. I never know how I'm going to wake up. And uh, like I said, I have to pay a chiropractor to like fucking shove my ribs back into place. You know, maybe we should upright you in a coffin vampire style. Oh, fuck. Maybe yeah, that would work. Oh, my God. Put me right. You just even see, you know. Okay, I need a lazy boy. I think that's what we've landed on is I just need a lazy boy in my life, you know, Um, because those wow, you know, I just don't think I would wake up with like the crazy neck and shoulder pain. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But yes, sleeping is like it's like, uh, you know, how people have night terrors. I'm terrified to what I'll wake up to. Body like, What's going to hurt today? I know. 
boy, oh boy. And that's not even like a getting old joke. It's just been like, it's been my whole life. It sucks. Oh, but- yeah. I mean, you're even just honestly, again, for working for years and years on our feet, working on crazy floors, bartending and putting our hands and wrists in awkward positions and carrying heavy trays. We broke, girl. We're broke. Oh, the pain. I feel like I shouldn't even like tease it yet, but are you considering a Halloween costume? Are you deep in the process? I don't know what's happening. I, you know, we were out of town and then I was like, I'm going to start thinking about it. And then like nobody said they were having any get togethers, at least that I'm invited to anyway. Well, I know. And so I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, and I know um, Saturday can't be your big nights anyways. And like, I felt bad because I wanted to throw a Friday night party just for you, Andrea. Just but, for me. Just for you. But I, I I, I was like six months ago when they announced concerts were coming back. I bought tickets to go see Jungle at the Greek. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm back at the Greek again buying $40 cocktails. I'm like, dude, I, I'm happy. I'll dress up and come and be tame. Famous last words. Here's the thing, you guys listening out there to us Halloween Andrea is a whole different beast if not just straight up a, a beast, beast. Uh, uh, <laughs> she gets to be who she is for one day out of the year uh and boy oh boy does she have a good time um it is she is she is the Jekyll to my hide um, if you will, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, you know, and I do think considering I pretty much sat it out a year ago, I mean, who didn't really, yeah. uh, but it's, it's hard as you get older and trying to justify it and all this stuff. And, oh God, it's a whole thing where I feel like there are definitely parties going on, but people are still a little weird about COVID. So they're sort of like secret parties and I'm realizing I'm not making the list on a bunch of people's I don't understand how you can't just be like you can easily have 20 people in a backyard distance and just make people mask up to go inside to go to the bathroom you don't even have to do that if you're like are you all vaxxed great like let's just you know I don't know. I told my neighbors that I'm bowing out that I was just like, I'm the I'm sorry. I brought it up. I said we should have a Halloween party. <laughs> and then they're all like, so what's the plan? And I'm like, I'm going to go hide in Joshua Tree. You guys have fun. Um, <laughs> so I mean, boo. I'm just going to like wander around Toluca Lake and look at rich people decorations. There I we think go. Is part of my plan. I like it. We might even hit a haunted house. We will. We will see if that happens this Friday. We have to talk. We need plans. Um, Well, guys, well, uh, let's, 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 get, let's let's jump into some headlines. Just some quick, fun headlines. This one, you know, I, it's really the headline makes it for me. We don't even have to get deep into the story. Um, but apparently there is a new vodka named Atomic with a K that is mm-hmm. made with apples from Chernobyl. Um. That's right. You heard me correctly. The radioactive, you know, like basically the nuclear reactor meltdown site that has been a problematic, very scary place in the Ukraine. Uh, and they've gone ahead and taken some um, fruits from the land there <laughs> and turned it into vodka. Would you take a shot, Andrea? First yeah, first. I would for sure. Absolutely. I also like the sentiment behind it saying it's more to like put, uh, you know, this recognition on the hardships that this region uh, has endured since Chernobyl, since the meltdown. And like it's really helping to showcase like far- local farmers who are, you know, obviously growing apples and stuff and to put to spotlight that 
Yes. Yes. I mean, and they're they're just saying like the far reaching effects beyond just the radiation have been like much more devastating and long term than, you know, than the than the people whose like insides ended up on the outsides of their body after right. a few days of being exposed to that shit. Um, Not like the scary movie Chernobyl. Is that what it's called? Is it called Chernobyl? There's a horror movie where like like a bunch of like young hot kids like go into the fallout zone and there's like zombie people everywhere. That's oh, a shit. Scary movie ah, to watch. It's, mm-hmm. It sounds it sounds legit. Um, but I do I do like uh, the distillery where Atomic is made. The director describes the vodka saying it is robust but smooth with clear hints of apple reminiscent of a beautiful Ukrainian autumn. And I immediately that sentence just the word Ukrainian and autumn. I immediately saw the word uh, uranium and I was just started thinking of other Adam. like yeah just just things that react poorly uh <laughs> oh boy I'm about to have a core meltdown if I drink too much of that oh. you know what I'm saying <laughs> hello oh my god oh That's... my god but they're they insisted this this drink is no more radioactive than other spirits from the say. Ukraine no, I made right. up that last part. Um, <laughs> oh. It's all right. This is that's you know what that's it's got it, you know, but it has glowing reviews. I see right here, bro. <laughs> uh, oh boy, uh, I'm on a roll. Let's keep going. You are. You are. <laughs> oh God, you got a good reaction from me. Oh, okay. Anyways, thank you. But this next article you found, this let's my- go here because this shit's so fun. Okay, so so take take what we found. So say you've had, you, you know, you've just got a brand new bottle of Atomic, you know, and mm-hmm. you're setting out. Atomic. For, exactly. <laughs> a night of drinking. Um, well, this is a really fun article that popped up. And I guess, you know, what's so fun is uh, basically Merriam-Webster dictionaries, as we know, that they have their own website which I never knew and I'm a bit of a word nerd I enjoy it for the purpose of writing and all that stuff but they they cranked out this really fun list that basically has 17 of the finest words for drinking that most of us do not include in our everyday vocabulary and I for one already know I'm going to be using at least four of these from now on same same um (laughs) and the first started yeah and I think it's like I think it's the first one I'm going to start, you know, especially at a holiday party. So a definition um, for being mildly drunk that most of you are not familiar with is being jingled. I love this. I'm yeah, a bit like jingled. This guy, I'm a bit jingled <laughs> is amazing. I strive to only kind of be a bit jingled these days, but you know, there's going to be other words that'll describe maybe Halloween, Andrea, as we go down the line. Accidental, um, right? <laughs> oh, which I think, I think that would be pot valiant, which would be me when I've had, when I'm past jingled and I, and pot valiant means you get very bold or courageous under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> and I get very confident and courageous. That's not, that's not a lie. I get very pot valiant. I know I get I'm like I'm smarter I'm hotter yep I'm ready to roll I'm ready to roll um, and, and it's basically the actual word that sort of describes liquid courage is pot valiant mm-hmm. which I love we don't have to do um, all of them if there are any that don't. I really want to do this next one okay. half seas over though so <laughs> half seas over means you drunk <laughs> 
Um, I and I, they give little de- definitions about the words too. So there's a lovely old English ditty found in a book of British songs and the verse from a 1969 titled "Half Seas Over," which exults. I'm sorry, extols the benefits of a man getting slightly soused before attempting to wax romantic with a woman. Ooh. So should we I mean, read? Should we do it? Should you do a dramatic reading of the poem where the term is found? If made a widow, you would win. And where you wished for treasure, <laughs> you'll find it best to fill your skin with just the proper measure. With less than that to feed your flame, you'll prove too cold a lover. While more might overshoot your aim, so woo her half seas over. Ooh. So you don't want to get... You don't want to be jingled, but you don't want to be like wasted. You need to be like perfectly there. Half half seas over. over. It's 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 the sweet spot. It's the sweet spot, and throwing a little bit of pot valiant because it takes courage (laughs) to woo a woman. It is hard to mac on people, so that's when you you want to be half seas over and pot valiant at the same time. Um. Oh, this is just a this is just a weird f- fact for us crystal loving bitches. Amethysts have been considered um protection against alcoholics or to like or like to ward off the effects of alcohol and to keep you safe from extreme drunkenness. Now, really because I've been sleeping with amethyst next to my bed for fucking years, Brooke. I know. And I still wake up feeling horrible sometimes. Do you feel crapulous the next day? Oh, girl, do I ever feel crapulous. Now, I'm going to start using the word crapulous, which is where crap comes from, feeling like crap. Um, But I'm just going to start saying crapulous every day, all the time for everything. It's really taking over the term craptastic for me. I'm doing like a 2021 (laughs) upgrade. I'm going to start calling things crapulous instead of craptactus. I'm also going to bring my... I'm going to bring back craptastic a little bit just for myself, though, because I feel like I have just for you, just for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, And, you know, so like, OK, so I think there are a lot of uh, really cute terms for, you know, getting a little turned up, you know, whether whether moms call wine mommy juice or like we're in Hawaii and, and a cocktail is called like a sneaky tiki. OK, so like basically in 1845, a term for an intoxicating drink was an oh, be joyful with um, hyphens between all the words. And uh, a lot of people, you know, basically in the morning after breakfast would start out on their expedition, taking only provisions enough for the day and a sufficient quantity of their oh, be joyful, um, which is <laughs> fantastic because life was really hard in, in you know, those eras. And people just used to be... Um, well, I felt like you felt crapulous all the time, so you had to be jingled on the regs. Right, for sure. I think that was just the thing. Or you might have a little bit of what they were calling a, um, and again, I can't stop with these definitions, the anti-fogmatic, which is basically like in olden times when you like woke up and it was like, instead of catching your death or it's a chili, you take a shot to like ward off like the shitty feelings that you have in the morning. You got the sads because it's uh, dreary and, and, and rainy out. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and 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 I know I can't stop with this because article because it's so good because it's so like this fun. morning I had uh, this morning I had a little bit of a cats and jammer, um, which is a hangover. <laughs> I was just gonna say that to me this sounds like when I've when I've had to go to urgent care, you know, like. <laughs> I think this it's is a jammer. I think this is like now you guys is like our safe word to let you know, like, guys, it's a cats and jammer. Um, my, <laughs> my head and neck problems are popping off. It's my fault. I aggravated it with alcohol. And now I'm I'm in the I'm in the urgent clinic with, with they're asking me my symptoms and I'm telling them I'm feeling a little cats and jammy. Um <laughs> I just like the thing that like cats and jammer is like a box you can like check on an intake form at the, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, oh um, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and I, I mean, I really I have to go back. Like there are some really good ones, you guys. It's so fun. Um, like two and you know I end up in a cats and jammer when I uh partake in beverage that is nipitati, <laughs> nipitati. Mm-hmm. How do you say? It? How do you suppose you say it? Um, nipitati, uh, but it uh, means like an nipitati. Sp- I'm saying nipitati. Nipitati, nipitati, uh, meaning a particularly good and strong liquor, especially a term used for a good strong ale. Um, mm. okay, wait here. Let me- that's for like a like nipper. Like the word nipper might come from right. that, maybe. Like mm-hmm. yeah, take a little nipper of your booze and uh, let's. I'll do some fifteen seventy five speak. An example used in a poem. As yet too for tossed a cup of a nipatati. His judgment will be taken a booze. The best in the parish be his nose near so red. Whoa. That was sort of like pirate and Irish. That was pirish. Yeah, that's pirish. Great, irate or irate, irate. Okay. <laughs> I know. I like this one. The only one I sort of recognized was um, basically an emptied bottle of beer or wine or cocktail. The old the term dead man has been around forever, mm. but I would call them dead soldiers. Yes, absolutely. I would also do that. Also, bug juice. Like, that's a pretty I know what bug I recognize juice is. that one, too. But I think we should round out this beautiful collection of, of definitions by saying you and I. When we're together and we decide to hit the town, we are glorious, which is the definition is hilariously drunk. <laughs> yeah, I would say we're 1000 percent that we're on missions and it's pretty, pretty good. And now um, I, we're I definitely- will. Yeah, I was going to say, well, make the caveat. It's like we're in control. Like we're doing comedy. It's not that we're so fucked up that people are uh, like pointing and laughing we are making a show on purpose you know what i'm saying yeah we're glo- we're glorious pop valiants is kind of how i would put us out there 100 percent. um but this article brought me some ob it's ob so joyful this morning fun <laughs> um but let's 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 push through shall we and head into our spooky version first round of submitted stories okay first story guys Hi, I've written before as Rock Lobster, and I'll write back to explain why I chose that name. I can't wait. You better. Here's another tale. Here's another tale about the same dive bar. Our bar upstairs is a rickety rickety old building in New England. Uh, 
really great idea to put 14 uneven concrete steps between drunk people and a sidewalk. Yeah, that's super fun. Anyway, my best friend, coworker, and I had the job of closing up by ourselves three to four nights a week. Terrified about being 22 years old and responsible for bags and bags of cash locked in the office, on the regs, we had to re-enter the building to triple check that we locked the cash box, then the office door, then the inner bar door, and then the door at the street. Sometimes we'd drive halfway home and call each other to make sure. The terror was real. This is, yeah. So much I, responsibility. I, I, do, like, I do this shit like this all the time. Okay, so we'd always go back in the bar together as a team and move as fast as possible, making sure not to look into any mirrors. <laughs> we were spooked because some of our dick bag regulars successfully scared us into believing there was a ghost in the building and tell us how people would see him at 3 a.m. in the mirrors. And of course, the place was full of freebie beer brand mirrors. We never saw any ghosts. But it became a joke between us that the resident ghost, who was named Phil Spector, wink, wink, get it? Um, and so over time, we'd blame Phil for any spooky sounds or weird movements. If the register was short, Phil took that tw extra 20. Drop a <laughs> bucket of ice, Phil tripped you. Decor falling off walls, Phil. Yeah. Don't make Phil mad, you'll fall down those stairs. The bar closed in 2011, but this friend and I still bring up Phil as an excuse for anything going wrong. I hope he's still inhabiting whatever bar is occupying that dangerous space. <laughs> I love to be like, I'm not drunk. Phil's drunk. This is an urban legend that was created, basically, like a, a hilarious urban legend. A hilarious urban legend uh, created by drunk regulars who are like, let's terrify these child bartenders. <laughs> I do I love still have. I mean, have you ever had to like go back in when you lock up for the night? No, like, you tell me that like after? that you I hate you, it. You, I know. Yeah. You've mentioned that you like to announce your presence, that you're like, I'm coming mm -hmm. back in. Yeah, I do. I, I did it. I did it two days ago. <laughs> I had forgot to put like one very specific key back where it belongs and like I was like oh fuck okay and I was like I was coming in guys no it's, Sorry, it's very much interrupt. like okay ghost child go back under the bed for just a few more minutes okay old-timey ghost saloon piano player please don't <laughs> tinkle on the keys you know I don't not here to interrupt your guys's personal time I'm sorry um so yeah that's a very real at least they had each other and hopefully never in, went in alone to do that shit because it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe Phil was the Babadook in their life. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Where where it was just like, actually, the problem is you not achieving. And that's a real <laughs> and, that, and it's Phil haunting you. What's your Babadook? What is your <laughs> Phil, everybody? Um, I love that. By the way, we're going to still take more. We'll, we'll bug you throughout the episode. So you guys still have I time to send I want Halloween some more. stories in March. Keep them always oh, coming to us, guys. Like we said, these restaurants don't just have haunted bullshit going on over Halloween weekend. It's it's a year round problem. Um, so, yes, we will always take a haunted a haunted workplace um, story whenever. 
remember. Okay, so let's do another one. Thank you for coming to my pre-shift email. Well, you are welcome. <laughs> I've written in before about my sex offender bar regular. It, it rings the bell. I just have to go back and think about that one. But um, when I heard your cry for scary server submitted stories, I thought I might have a good one for you. About five years ago, I was working as a baker and cake decorator at a downtown gluten-free bakery. And yes, the clientele were the absolute worst people alive. <laughs> the hashtag baker, not hashtag, but the quote-unquote bakery I worked in was a completely unfinished, massive 4,000-square-foot basement. 10,000% not up to health code. So much so, when the health inspector dropped in, your ass was locked down there, and the staff was told to leave it locked until they left. Hello, Squirrel Kitchen. What? Fucking yeah. Squirrel Gate. Okay. In the basement were at least six unfinished empty rooms. In one of these empty rooms, we made our own gluten-free all-purpose flour in a cement mixer. Mm. Yum, yum. The ingredients would dust the entire floor with a thin layer of flour that rarely ever got swept up. Well, I was in charge of opening the bakery at 4.30 a.m. I was the only person in the building in the complete darkness overseeing the morning bacon for the 7 a.m. opening. One morning, as I was going about my business, I went into the basement and noticed large bare footprints <gasps> in the dusting of flour on the floor. Ugh. The footprints led from the staircase where the flower mess began into the long, unused hallway where the flower ended. The footprints no. were large. <laughs> I know, because it's always like worst case scenario. The other thing we hate is like someone who's secretly squatting and hiding in a uh -huh. wall, you know? Okay. So the footprints were large, like a man had been walking in the basement barefoot. Okay, so my mind immediately went to someone broke in and is hiding in one of the many dark, unused rooms, and I don't get paid enough to die in this shithole. Good girl. I got the fuck out of there and called my coworker, John. He was the next scheduled to come in that morning, and I was willing to let him in, die in the basement for me. <laughs> so I waited in my car until he arrived. He looked around the massive space and told me it was safe to come inside. He agreed, yes, it was weird. I was right to call him, but all was safe, and we continued our morning opening duties. Still freaked out that someone could possibly be in the building while I was alone, I brought it to the attention of my GM. As I told him my harrowing tale and how, as a woman, I was concerned about being alone in an unsecured downtown basement, he began to laugh. <laughs> Nikki hurt her ankle during service and took her shoes off last night. Those footprints were hers. Oh, dear. Oh, boy. Apparently, my coworker with size 13 women's feet decided <laughs> to walk in the basement barefoot to the back door, which led to the smokers area by the dumpsters, leaving behind ominously large footprints in the flower. Yeah, also not up to health code, I know. The whole debacle scared the shit out of me and also sent me back several hours of work. I was pissed, scared, and then I had to work late that day. So Godspeed, good tips, and always assume axe murderers walk around barefoot. Claire. Oh, yeah. Wonderful story. <laughs> we love it. It's so good. And I also love that, you know, because... But like, thank God, I, I I do know that a lot of our fans also love my favorite murder, who six years ago trained you all how to sign off emails in the best way possible. So we we appreciate the uh, you know, instead of the stay sexy, do this, do that, do that, blah, 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 <laughs> that you guys have co-opted it and mm, 
I love it. It's a beautiful sign off. Always assume axe murderers walk around barefoot. That is a life life act. Right this there. is this is the kind of story that, like I would tell like until the day I die if I was part of it. It's so I good. would like, I would be so excited to tell like new groups of people and people would be like Andrea tell the story tell the tell the barefoot bakery story <laughs> you know or whatever the version of my version of that would be but I think it's this is wonderful Claire. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, and let Claire be an example to the rest of you guys. <laughs> like Send them in. Like we said, we love these stories. You've got, it's fr- okay, so you're going to hear this on Friday. It's going to be a tight turnaround, y'all, because I think we're recording at the beginning of this following week up to Halloween. So get them our way. We will keep uh, bugging we you. Can, well, we can do a, if there's an overflow, we'll do an overflow. You guys, don't worry. Sideworkpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so today we're gonna we're just gonna kind of like ride that like spooky Halloween train, just the two of us, the haunted train, if you will, Brooke. Yeah, through oh, I the will. rest of the episode. Um, I wanted to start because I realized we've never really covered specific like spooky or Halloween themed bars or restaurants. Like obviously we've talked about theme restaurants, but like I don't think we've ever been like these ones are specifically like it's Halloween or spooky 365 all the time. Yeah, like bars. like the only horrible thing I can think of is like in Times Square, there's like this fucking stupid place called Jekyll and Hyde's. Um, <laughs> but it's year-round Jekyll and Hyde themed and, you know, very scary when you go in to eat and drink. But I picked a few only because like there's a real possibility that you and I could actually go to these together. One oh, day. this. Yeah. I was like Buena Park. We could get there in 40 mm-hmm. minutes. Bitch. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first bar and restaurant I want to talk about is called The Cauldron. Uh, it is in Buena Park. It is right next to Knott's Berry Farm. It is actually owned uh, and was opened by a woman who is the former creative director for 23 years at Knott's Berry Farm. So she not only worked on designing rides and restaurants at the theme park, but also was in charge of its Halloween attraction, Not Scary Farm. Oh, yeah. So... She has like, she's a total nerd for all things spooky. So directly across the street from the park, she has opened a dark magic witch themed bar and restaurant called The Cauldron. Um, It absolutely has a haunted mirror over the fireplace that has like a wandering hologram eye and like ghosts that peer out at you. Um, And, you know, I just think... What more, I think, how fun would it be to go to Not Scary Farm and then like end the night with like a cocktail here or or start there and then go to Not Scary Farm? Just Plus really. I think someone who has, yeah, someone who has like that experience to like, she's like, all right, here's what I got. This is my vision. Let's have fun. <laughs> I think so, it's too, like, it's also like a really specific type of person and also wait staff that is like down to be scared round the clock, you know? Oh, absolutely. 
I mean, I think, and I do love a theme. I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's also a medieval times nearby in Buena Park, Brooke. Like we could just check so much shit off our list in Buena <laughs> Park. If you want the big themed weird restaurants, I think that's where they all are. Um, but they have like, it's kind of like fancier fare and I, you know, and they have like fun cocktails. Of course, everything's like the gray witch and the wizard's cup and all sorts of fun themed drinks like that. But this could be a really fun one for us to check out. Ooh, might I also throw in there too, just a random shout out. Cause we got to have a really cool, uh, like modern witch on the live stream I'm working on right now. Her name is, uh, Ooh. yeah, her name is Sean Angle. And you can find her online at Witchy Wisdoms. She's she's very cool, very funny, but she just had uh, a book published called Witch's Brew, which basically is like you and I. So she partnered with an actual really celebrated mixologist, but then imbued all of her potion intent, like hex ingredients, and then made a whole book of like, you know, cocktails where you can cast a love spell when you drink it like cool. all this really fun stuff so I was like I'm ordering it right now but it's called Witch's Brew that's awesome I know um the second place I picked is in Omaha which one day uh we'll get there together it's called Monster Club this is new I just learned about this place it's in the old market which Brooke is like the old it's like it's cobblestone streets and like lots of restaurants and bars yes. and it's it's a great great okay. little place in Omaha but I cannot believe it's just basically horror themed, a horror themed bar and restaurant with like zombies and vampires and like basically all the big hitters when it comes to uh, movie horror um, in your face all the time. I find it to be a super odd location. What do I know? I haven't been to Omaha, obviously, in years as a resident, but I think it's fun and silly that it exists. Absolutely. I mean, so I'm like looking at the website. They celebrate Krampus, which is like, sorry, mm -hmm. you, you can't be no like, you know, fair weather horror friend. Uh, you know, like this is truly like it's all the devilish, you know, greats. Like I see like, you know, the Pennywise, the clown is in here. Um, mm -hmm. God, I mean, the, and they've got the hits. Don't get me wrong. Freddy Krueger's chilling. So is Jason. The, the whole gang's yeah, there. Yeah, they got like Frankenstein and Dracula and Bride Frankenstein, all that stuff. Uh, the one thing I will say, this is just a suggestion. If it ever gets out there, I'm looking at their food menu and there's under sandwiches and burgers, there's no Monster Club Club. And I think that should change because <laughs> I think it only makes sense to have a Monsters Club Club sandwich. <laughs> The Monster Club. <laughs> the Monster Club. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what? Um, I think we I think we yelp them. Let's <laughs> yelp it their way. Let's drag them until they do it, Brooke. I've Just never I been know. here before, but I would like to review. <laughs> it's like perfect yelp shenanigan right there. Uh, um, this last one that I just wanted to point out, which I've known about for a while is called the Beetle House. Um, it started as a pop-up in New York and then LA, and now there are two permanent locations. So this is essentially like Tim Burton, Ed DeBevix is kind of how <laughs> I would describe it to you, Brooke. <laughs> so I'm listening. It is, 
they very much lean into it's Halloween every day. It is uh, Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, any Tim Burton movie you can think of. It's all kind of smashed into one with performances. So you can do like a dinner and a show. I watched a video of like basically a drag queen Beetlejuice <laughs> singing songs from Willy Wonka. And the, it, it actually, the, the build out is pretty incredible. And the food is really curated and looks amazing too. And the drinks bubble and smoke as they Ooh. come out to the table. Like this could be very, very fun for us to experience. Um, but they're also, then like, then like Pee Wee Herman comes out and <laughs> does his tequila dance. So that's what I mean by the Ed DeBevix part, which like, if you guys don't know Ed DeBevix, we've talked about, we've had our friend Josh Cheney on before, where it's basically like a 50s diner and the servers are all in character. So you've got like, you know, the greaser and the nerd. And so here it's like basically Edward Scissorhands is your server and bringing you your food. You know, I'm looking at photos of the employees, you know, whether you're the bartender for the night or you're part of more of like the the Tim Burton cabaret cast or whatever, or maybe you have to be able to do it all. This is one of those situations where you cannot probably do the thing where you leave your work uniform just crumpled and dirty and <laughs> half-assed. Like, like you, you got to show up in character and sort yeah. of like do your part and like so it's it's a commitment it's it's a little more than like buying a white button down from um fucking tj maxx on your way to work i mean and here's the thing i i i picked some in the wheelhouse of like where we live or where we could get to very much with the intentions of getting someone that works there on the podcast to tell us all about it yeah <laughs> absolutely um I, yeah i was looking at the address here i'm not totally sure what i mean i'm assuming this is close to hollywood or something it's in hollywood oh yeah okay that makes all the sense um yeah the, you know hollywood is the Times square of los angeles so oh for sure Absolutely. And like there's honestly, there are so many spooky and Halloween themes. There's like creepy clown carnival place in Seattle called the Unicorn <laughs> that we could talk about. But there's there's a whole list, but we can we can certainly cover more in the future. I think right now I'd like to tell you a scary tale. Okay. If, if, if you don't mind. It's so not I personal, this, is it? Or is it a scary not, tale you found? Okay. Okay. No, it's, it's totally I fine. I found it. I found it. It's just a scary restaurant related tale. That oh, I and thought, it's from apartment therapy. It's from apartment places? therapy. <laughs> I found it on. I did a deep dive. Brooke. You're, you're like, Brooke, it, actually, I know we were supposed to be working on the show. And I was looking <laughs> at 21 interesting mistakes that real estate uh, professionals will point out. And you're, you know, every fucking apartment therapy gets me to click on everything 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 it's, it's all bait it's pure bait and it worked because here we are um this is from rachel in new jersey when i was in high school and college i worked at a restaurant that was originally an inn from the 1700s one sunday afternoon i picked up the phone at the hostess station and had a chilling conversation with someone who visited the restaurant over the weekend she said she had dined with us on Saturday and was curious if there were any reported hauntings in the restaurant. 
Since it was such an old building, there was lots of speculation, but it was something that management encouraged us not to discuss. I was extremely intrigued and asked her why she asked. Flat out, she stated she saw a ghost in our restaurant over the weekend. I immediately, I immediately got chills. <laughs> so why do you ask? I'm going to tell you right now. Instead of yelping, at least she called, right? So Right. Don't yelp that shit. Don't yelp that shit, okay? She told me that on her way out of the restaurant, she and her friend had decided to use our restroom, which for the record is insanely creepy. There's a sitting room when you walk in with an old couch with teddy bears on it. <laughs> like Seriously. teddy bears. Teddy bears are in the pattern or like they had actual stuffed I, animals. That's, that's a really good question. Okay, I'm going to um, assume stuffed animals. Yeah. She said that when she walked in with her friend, they immediately stopped. And there were two little girls in Little House on the Prairie type clothing. Even stranger, they never looked up which is a natural instinct. And the two women entered the room. She exchanged, exchanged a glance with her friend and then they turned left into the toilet area. She said that neither of them said a word as the girls continued to stare at each other and giggle. All of a sudden the giggling stops. They quickly look into the room and the two little girls were gone. <laughs> they flung open the door and asked their two waiting husbands if two little girls dressed in old-timey clothing had come out. <laughs> and they are pretty much like, oh, why didn't you see anybody? Did you see anybody? Um, because they'd been standing outside the doors holding those ladies' purses the whole time. So they combed the entire restaurant trying to find the two little girls. Really? No one's noticing that there's people, like, ghost hunting on Saturday night? <laughs> And said they couldn't find them. Trying to find some reasonable explanation, I told her that I was working that night. There was a party in the banquet room with tons of kids in attendance. I told her the girls must have been in that party. That's probably why they didn't see him in the restaurant. She told me, no, we were at that party. Those little girls weren't there. <laughs> wow. This keeps getting creepier. I told her I didn't know what to tell her. <laughs> That's very typical. Sorry, Would you like, Sorry, would you like a gift certificate? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to comp your chicken Alfredo because you saw ghosts. <laughs> yeah. I told her I didn't know what to tell her. And I said I'd mentioned this to the manager. I took her name and phone number and hung up the phone with a shaky hand. Oh, she's, she's jostled. The manager scoffed at my story. But I can tell you, I stopped using that bathroom upstairs for a very long time. A few weeks passed and the story had circulated amongst the staff. Duh, duh, of course. Um, one day at school, another hostess who was in my class came up and she told me that her mother. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. She told me that she told her mother my story. Her mother was a regular at a restaurant. And she said when she told her mom, her face went white. She said that she had never told anyone this, but about 10 years ago, she and a friend went upstairs to that bathroom and they walked in to find themselves face to face with a ghost of a woman. And then the woman asked them if they had seen two little girls. No. Oh, come so on. This, yeah. So dun, dun, dun. So I thought that was a fun little restaurant ghost story to to send your way, Brooke. Thanks, Rachel from New Jersey and apartmenttherapy.com. 
I go to apartmenttherapy.com for all of the haunting content that they have. and For thrills and chills. Thrills, chills, and tips for the best way to decorate an open space, open concept <laughs> apartment. Um, ooh, you know, you wonder too, though, like, you know, spirits and the way they present themselves and everything we can, you know, kind of keep like it's irrefutable. Like it's ghosts are real, whatever you want to call them, spirits, energies. Like it's so crazy to say that that can exist when we don't know what happens really to us and our, you know, our energies after we die and all that stuff. But the fact that like a mother and daughter had experiences that were connected. You're going like, is this maybe crazy and generational somehow with an ancestor they never knew? And this like woman appeared to them, you know, specifically because she was like in the family tree somewhere. I don't know. I just want to know why like so many of these restaurant like ghost stories all take place in the crapper. I know. <laughs> well, I think restaurants, when we talk about um, how like, hustly bustly noisy so you know for me when I'm having a panic attack right when I'm overwhelmed the crapper Mm -hmm. is where I go to like fucking splash a little water on my face reapply some lipstick and as a ghost that would be my chosen reprieve like if I had no choice if I'm like oh great my soul is stuck at this red lobster, you know, I'm going to hide in the bathroom. You think that the that the ghost is just like waiting with bated breath or not because they're dead, like looking at you and be like, that one's having a really awkward first date. She'll be in the bathroom in no time to cool off. And then I'll then I'll strike. Exactly. <laughs> um, also, have any of them have any of these ghosts gotten wise and put out a tip jar and pretended to be a bathroom attendant? I mean, if I were that ghost, I'd one hundred percent be trying to make some tips. <laughs> I also like the idea of, uh, like you were saying before, just like people are being like, "I saw a ghost in your establishment. I demand free mozzarella sticks." <laughs> Right. It's like any sane person would, yeah, would not be coming back, you know, or whatever. I, it's, uh, I, 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 I think it's because I'm desperate to experience this shit that it, I don't it doesn't know happen. if I am like, we've talked about it. Like, and I would go to a place that was like notoriously haunted, but I feel like, and I know we, we kind of already touched on this before how, like, I'm sure when all the like the spotlight is on the ghosts and they're like, oh, someone saw a ghost. Let's like make that theme of the restaurant. Everybody leans into it so hard that I think that's when you're just like, well, now I don't want to scare you anymore, dude. Like it's everyone's being too ghost thirsty. It's it's yeah, it's not sexy for this for the ghost. It's not sexy. You're like you're all just being too obvious and over the top. And that, you know. that being said, I would probably still freak myself out if uh, we went to like a very a haunted place and I was like went to the bathroom alone. I'd probably be like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I'd rather go to a bar than stay the night in a fucking hotel, though. I don't want to do that. Oh, it's supposed to be haunted. Yeah. No, thank no, no, thanks. No, nope. We don't do old <laughs> hotels over here. I mean, only like for a lot of reasons. I don't do old hotels, you know, but uh so that, thankfully, you know, I, I haven't heard anything about like a haunted W, you know, um, which is where I prefer to stay <laughs> when I have my own choice. They're relatively new. <laughs> kind 
kind of piggybacking on talking about like spaces that become infamous uh, for the story of a ghost and kind of the, the folklore behind it and all this stuff. Um, I started looking today too, which I know you're in on this story as well. Cause I was like, help I'm overwhelmed. I can't get it together. I, I wanted to surprise <laughs> you with a story, but, um, but it was really great because what started off is me kind of on Reddit looking for some good haunted bar and restaurant stories. Then kind of, I retroactively really realized that it was a well-known true crime and an unsolved murder connected to this roadhouse that just happens to um, have a lot of supernatural activity. So if you guys want to look into this too, this is the story of a young woman in the 1940s named Mary Jane Reed. This happened in Oregon, Illinois, which I guess is only uh, like 40 minutes outside of Chicago. Yeah, it's outside of Rockford, which is okay. Like a, a, mm-hmm. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, but basically, like you know, I mean, some of these are. I mean, this is a the latest article written about written about here is like basically two two years ago, and people okay. are still searching um for justice for Mary Jane, um, but okay, so more or less, okay, her name was Mary Jane Reed, um. And she was a 17-year-old switchboard operator, which is like the most 1948 job ever. 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 Um, So basically, you know, she was young. She went out with one of her sweethearts, who at this time was a um, a handsome 28-year-old named Stanley, who is a Navy veteran from Rockville, which you just mentioned. And I think he was uh, out of the Navy at this point, and he was working as a telephone lineman. So they must have oh. connected all the time when she was on the switchboard uh-huh. and uh-huh. he was on, up on the poles. You know what I'm saying? And he um, was like, hey, Mary Jane, I really like your style. Let me let me take you out. Like, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> but OK, so this is a night uh, on June 24th in 1948. She's on a date with Stanley. The next day, the police find Stanley Skridla's bullet ridden corpse sprawled in a ditch along an isolated farm road, um, which was also used as a lover's lane. Um, And his car was parked only a short distance away. So um, basically the sheriff at the time basically had the earmarks of a crime of passion because he was shot like really violently. And I think he was like shot in the crotch and at really close range. Um, And based on interviewing more people, Mary Jane dated, she dated a lot. She was a cute, young uh, available you know she was a she was a woman doing employed her thing. Mm-hmm. exactly she had a hot job she was real cute um but basically so you know once they uncovered a lot more they're like it's there's very possible there's a love triangle triangle going on and a jealous lover who is very angry that she was out this night with uh stanley skridla so um basically the problem is uh you know Mary Jane has not appeared. The person she's on a date with, they find, but Mary Jane hasn't come home. And the next morning, her mom reports, they're just like, this is very odd. She's a very, you know, granted she, she's 17 and has four older boyfriends. She is a responsible, you know, uh, girl who is very close with her family and is very prompt and expected on time and all that stuff. Um, and so basically, you know, after she 
uh, failed to come home, it was very troubling to her mother because she's like, well, I don't understand where she is. Like the next day she was supposed to be the maid of honor at her brother's wedding. And she's like nowhere to be found. So the wedding is postponed because they're like, where is our sister? Um, And so it took, I think, four days. Hundreds of searchers fanned out over counties looking for her. And then they found her on June 29th. So I guess five days later, technically. Um, Basically, they found her near naked body in the tall weeds along a road a couple miles from the town. She had been shot in the the chest also with the same pistol that was used to uh, kill Stanley. Um, so basically now, cause it's a smaller town, everyone knows who's dating everyone. Everyone knows everyone's drama. They start rounding up anyone who Reed has recently dated or maybe a past boyfriend. Um, and it turns out there are a couple of potential suspects. There's someone who's a former mental patient. There's another jealous motherfucker who allegedly, allegedly tried to uh, threaten to try and kill her. Um, and you know, and then, you know, police were trying to pass uh, off like, oh, maybe it was a, a robbery that went wrong and they found all of Stanley's money. And it was like when you rob someone, you don't shoot them seven times. I mean, we all mm-hmm. we all get our true crime on. Right. Like we've learned in a ditch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Crime of passion. All this crazy shit. Um, so but the big thing, you know, for her here is that she was last reported having a drink at this local watering hole called the Sten House, right? So it was her last known whereabouts before being what they do think is uh, confronted, possibly like saw Stanley be killed, then was kidnapped and taken a couple miles away is what they think before then this potential jealous lover killed her as well. So the, the Sken House, right? Um, if we get into this is, let me find that article real quick. I'll tell you what, I I have a lot of respect for people who just research true crime because man, oh man, these are the worst websites you've ever seen in your fucking life. (laughs) The worst web design. They may, you're, you're just like, is this literally 1997? Um, the the graphics, just a, a fucking jumbled, mess um so okay the sten house it is still there today by the way it has changed hands many many times over the years um so the situation uh is at the sten house okay mary jane basically continues to make her presence known at all times which is just like super freaky um and i i do kind of love this and it, it it just clearly she you know she left a huge imprint on that place somehow which i don't know how the whole transference of your ghost and your soul ends up like maybe you know I, I think about it like if she was killed in a field and didn't know where she was maybe her soul wandered to the last place she knew or could find right you know yeah and there's a quote from like a psychic saying that they she's that psychic was like a young woman young, young woman was held against her will in the basement here I can feel her shaking and crying in horrible fear. Oh, so maybe fuck. that's where she was. Well, because held okay. captive. So yeah, before she was killed and thrown in a field, killed or, right. She could have been, or, or right, she could have been killed in the basement of the Sen House and then ditched down the road. Which, as we know, because uh, apparently, like 
it was reported. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to this, believe it or not. I opened a bit of a fucking can of worms with this, but um, she was spotted by, uh, it was a, she had also dated a police officer who saw her walk in with Stanley that night and was like mean mugging them from the end of the bar and was like apparently like two nights before or something had been seen like slapping her around because she didn't want to go out with him anymore. So like there's another crazy suspect on the docket as well. But um, I know slim pickings for good guys in this in Oregon, Illinois, apparently. So from what I can tell, and if someone wants to do, you know, prove me wrong again, I don't have all the facts. These websites are a mess, but it sounds like when the bar changed hands, when the roadhouse changed hands and went under a renovation, it's like this paranormal activity really took off. Because if you think, when you think about that, you're like, someone's like, I don't want my place, my home, my memory fucked with because these are brand new people stepping in. So during the renovation of the roadhouse building, and this is, uh, I think in 1999, this is when the encounters start. Um, on two different occasions, a young woman entered the construction site, walked throughout stating how nice it was going to be upon completion. Uh, basically, one worker left the building shortly after behind her, only to find there were no vehicles and no person anywhere near the premise. Wow. Um, I know. It's so creepy. Um, so on uh, several employees of the which we'll get to some of these other facts they re- of the new place. They refused to work the late shift by themselves due to the unexplained noises throughout the building. And then they also explained that the jukebox, which I love, would erratically play by itself after midnight, stopping abruptly in the middle of a song. And then one song, and uh, they said in particular, would consistently play by itself. And it's a, I think it's a song of the era, which is also like, Bleh. super creepy. I, <laughs> it's like, I know any big band that comes on, fuck me. Oh my God. No, thank you. Uh, um, oh, did you have, something? I have a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have a few things here, too. So in 1999, the establishment business name was changed to M&J's Roadhouse, MJR, Mary Jane Reed. But the Uh, M&J stood for like Marge and Jan's Roadhouse or something. It's it's in there somewhere. It's it's the women owners names. It's named after the women. So it turned into the MJ Roadhouse and exactly the initials of Mary Jane Reed. Oh, my God. So she's reaching out. In July 2003, an employee found a birthday card and gave it to the owner. Inside it read, hope you had a good birthday. Love, Mary Jane. Allegedly, they discovered the handwriting was almost exact to her handwriting. I know. That part is really, really creepy. Um, This just keeps happening. So, I mean, it's just like year after year after year, she's sending messages like this. Correct? Yeah, yeah. And also because, like, basically uh maybe some of this also came about and she's like i gotta ramp up the activity because she was still a cold case and unsolved murder all this stuff but after the newly the uh the newly owned roadhouse sort of changed hands um a few years after that uh a new a new mayor was elected who wanted to bring a resolution to the old unsolved murder of a girl from the town back in the 1940s who happened to be Mary Jane Reed. So this is like in 2003 that suddenly there is reinvigorated interest in what fucking happened to her. So also a floral arrangement was attempted to be dropped off at the business 
for the birthday celebration of a Miss Reed. Um, and it was later verified that the date that it was dropped off was the actual birthday of Mary Jane Reed, November 15th. Wow. Um, but the business's secretary, who refused the delivery due to the business being closed that day, thought it was very coincident- coincidental in that November 1st, November 15th was her birthday as well. So it's like, are you channeling this weird stuff through someone who's a birthday twinsie? Um, And some people, some people reach a little, little crazy. Um, But basically, you know, and all, all the little things that we've always heard about in restaurants and bars, like, um, you know, utensils fall from shelves they hurl themselves across the room things that just fall on the floor for no good reason where it looks like someone is walking down and knocking shit off a shelf ghostbusters style there for no reason will suddenly be the pungent sweet smell of perfume or flower um that really uh like the aroma becomes really strong after certain uh, after hours in the building which is really um creepy and uh, yeah, and employees often feel like they're being touched by someone as they pass, followed by a cool breeze. And no, it wasn't your coworker, believe it or not. So I have a theory because, and there's a whole okay. book you can you can that was written by a guy named Ted Gregory, and basically like um, they were they brought the case back up in the early 2000s to figure out what happened. They did an uh, excavation of her remains, and they figured out that her the skull that it was is not her skull yeah they exhumed her body switched it someone swapped her fucking skull so like my theory is like uh, the the guy who was the owner of the bar may have done it or maybe helped with it if with the cop who even fucking knows what happened but like there's a theory that maybe like her skull was kept as a trophy and maybe her skull is like on site still still somewhere buried beneath the 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 bar or the restaurant or on premise or crazy i mean because that's really wild that it's like well why would you go and fuck i mean that's so disgusting because there was no dna at that time there was i mean i all they could do is identify her body they couldn't identify you as a killer so yes there's a very nefarious reason to want to like hang on to someone's head because she wasn't found decapitated she was found as a a woman who was you know unfortunately shot and killed so it happened after 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 which is like what the fucking fuck um that is, ooh, I hate that. There are, there are there's a lot to this crazy story, right? A lot, um, a whole lot. <laughs> but uh, and I know this. This is when you start to be like, okay, who actually, you know, did this? It's it starts to get a little shaky sounding. But then essentially, uh, someone set up an audio recording after hours in the roadhouse, um, probably trying to catch any weird noises supernatural sounds and the sensitive recording reveals the tearful voice of a young woman stating please please help me oh my god i just got fucking goosebumps okay so it's real like it's it's very much as we always learn it's usually men of certain status or power who have unchecked and uncontrolled jealousy rage alcohol issues will help the other one get off scot-free, you know? Because who cares about a 17-year-old girl 
you know, they could they could all just probably pass her off as like a fucking slut or woman about town. And it's like it's disgusting. This is like the kind of behavior that like clearly we're not a true crime podcast. But, um, you know, it's this whole idea. It is. It's it's a cover up. It's always a cover up. Men, even women helping other people of power to like not get in trouble. And how sad to like never, you know, have her day in court. Never. And as far as I can tell, like. They still don't know, and they're still writing about her and looking for leads. But her presence remains at the remains uh, at the roadhouse. I this is the kind. See now, I would go here. I would too, because I'd be like, "Hey, man, I feel for you." (laughs) Like, and I, I imagine that like everybody that works there is just like love might have love for her too. You have, I would say, you'd have to, you know. Yeah, totally. And it's so funny because, you know, in general, when, you know, this is our third, this is our third Halloween doing this, which is so cute and awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we tell story. you know, we don't know the history. It's just assumed, especially if you get stories from Europe, you're like, oh, this whoever that was is haunting it. And they've just been dead for years. And this is like, no, someone was killed in 1948, right? That is 100% someone who could be your grandmother. If she she could still be alive, possibly. Mm-hmm. That's she'd be very old mom. if she was. Say it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing. Don't no, worry. I no, the you, math is mom. off there. I was like, nah, it could be somebody's mom. Somebody, not my mom, but someone's. <laughs> uh, okay, she could be. And that person, yeah, I was gonna say for us, it would be like a grand, like it would still be grandmother age if she was still alive. So, you know, the fact that it happened in an era. That isn't that long ago, right? And the and the bar still stands, and she's not received justice. And I'm like, this this ghost is she she literally is going to haunt you like Patrick Swayze in Ghost, and start writing mm-hmm. and steam on the mirror, and she's mm-hmm. gonna she's gonna find you, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and I I I personally am going to Illinois to. Do you want to ghost hunt with me? Should we? Because, you know, like. I mean, I don't want to ghost hunt, but like I want I would I would be like ghost like, hi, uh, what can we do to help? Hi. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know yet. I don't know. I can't answer that. Okay, I know. Because I'm I'm scared. I feel Um, like we've got good feminine energy. You know, we're like I would go to I would go talk to the staff and not be creepy. I'd be like, hey, I bet you guys get this all the time because people flock there because of what it's known for. But I would go. I would love to talk to the staff. I would love to go drink at the bar and bend the ear of 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 some folks that work there. So I, I think it's a it's a really interesting and fascinating read. Um, so guys, check out the story of Mary Jane Reed and the Stenhouse. Or if you could, maybe people already know about it. They you know? very well might, especially if they're from Illinois. But you know, I, I listen. I listen to a lot of murdery stuff, and this one hasn't crossed my doorstep yet. So it's pretty great. Great uh, find, Brooke. Yeah, it's it's good. It's really eerie. And God, I do. You know, maybe maybe the new uh maybe the new season of Unsolved Mysteries will be about her. You know, I hope so. Justice for Mary Jane. Um, well, that was super fun and kind of, you know, you know, we, we go a little wild during spooky season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Super, super fun. Um, we're coming back at you guys next week with part two for spooky season. So, you know, again, send those stories our way. I'm not sure where this accent's going that I've uh, taken on. 
but commit. I'll go back to my normal. Commit! <laughs> I'm being possessed by someone who talks like this. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm super excited that we're doing two parts, and so we will see you next week. Yes, we will. Um, and yeah, sidework_pod at gmail.com for those stories. And you know what we say at the end of every episode. Uh, Godspeed and good health. <laughs> good Is that what we say? I forgot. Good I was literally going to say like, oh, God, yeah. Godspeed. We just haven't. I was good. like, I was like, what show are we? I was like, Godspeed and don't get murdered. I'm like, Godspeed, okay, this is terrible. Me. I've lost <laughs> my mind. It's because we veered. We're going to get sued. <laughs> we veered into MFM territory. Um, No, they're great. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.